0: City of Hope, named by U.S. News and World Report as one of the top cancer hospitals in the country for the 11th year, brings you City of Hope
1: Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, About 8,000 people, Americans, turned 60 every day last year. That's 330 people each hour. And as our population ages, the number of cancer cases inevitably will rise too. My guest today is Dr. Dan Lee. He's an assistant clinical professor in the Department of Medical Oncology and Therapeutics Research at City of Hope. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lee. Let's talk about our aging population and what cancers are you seeing the most as our population gets to be over the age of 60 or 65?
0: Sure, Melanie. Um, So as many individuals know, uh, the older that we get, uh, age alone has been identified as a major risk factor for numerous different cancers. Um, even the most common types of cancers, uh, such as colon cancer, as well as uh, breast cancer, are definitely associated with age. Many uh, of the cancers that I frequently take care of, particularly gastrointestinal cancers, whether it's gastric cancer or pancreas cancer in particular, are heavily associated with age, and we're seeing more and more older adults come into our clinical practice on a daily basis uh, who are our older adults.
1: So does the management of the cancer that you're seeing, Dr. Lee, is this based on an estimate of life expectancy or a tolerance of treatment, patient preferences? How do you decide what treatment to do with a person based on their age and type of cancer?
0: Sure. So what we're quickly learning is that chronologic age alone is not a reliable uh, factor in itself in predicting overall life expectancy for our older adults with cancer. Uh, Rather, we need to take a particular focus on other entities such as one's overall physical function and their overall ability to tolerate treatment when making specific decisions on what is the best approach to treating our older adults. In addition, we have to focus on their comorbid medical conditions, their overall psychological state, uh, mental cognition, as well as their social support at home. You know, who are going to be, who is, who are the individuals that are going to be taking care of them while they're going through this battle with cancer itself.
1: I think that's a very important point, is their support situation and even maybe socioeconomic barriers. Are you seeing that some elderly just assume or sort of write it off as cancer is a given as they get older?
0: Yeah, I I do see a lot of patients that come to my clinic. So, you know, as a geriatric oncologist, over 90% of my clinic is focusing on older adults who are 65 years or older uh, with various different uh, uh, cancers. So a lot of the individuals that walk into my clinic who are older adults, they just think that, you know, it's time for them. And what I tell them is that, you know, treatments that we are able to provide them might be able to control the disease and really improve their quality of life. It's not necessarily to be a burden for them, but it's really to try to improve their care. And that really changes their... Uh, their outlook on the rest of their life because often they go to other oncologists and they just basically rule them off and say that, you know, you're too old to be treated. And we definitely don't do that in our geriatric oncology clinics here at City of Hope.
1: So one of the things that older people also have is these comorbidities. They have arthritis or they have maybe a little dementia or they have any number of other things, diabetes, blood pressure, there could be so much going on. So what do you tell them about cancer treatment along with their arthritis in their knees?
0: Sure. So a lot of their comorbidities are important in terms of uh, doing calculations of their overall life expectancy and using it as a prognostic indicator to balance that decision in terms of whether they should receive treatment or not. If we are going to go down the line of of uh, being treated, Uh, for these patients. What we often do is uh, we use something that's known as the Geriatric Assessment Chemotherapy Toxicity Calculator, which was originally uh, developed uh, here at City of Hope. And what that allows us to do is to really take into account their overall comorbidities, along with all the other factors such as their physical function, as well as social support. And based on that, we can potentially predict what their risk is for chemotherapy toxicity, and that ultimately allows patients to get a better sense of whether or not they can tolerate treatment.
1: So while they're deciding and you're figuring out if they can tolerate treatment, do you find out what their situation is, how, how, if they're independent, if they're living alone, how they can stay safe during some, because some of these treatments can really, you know, make it difficult to go about your daily activities.
0: Exactly. So, you know, traditionally in the outpatient oncology setting, most busy oncologists are often limited in terms of using certain small quick scales, such as the Karnofsky performance status scale or the Eastern Cooperative Oncology Group scale for performance status. However, what we find is that they don't necessarily are, they're not able to pick up Certain vulnerabilities in our older adults that are undergoing uh, uh, key treatment. As a result, for all of our older adults, I typically incorporate some form of geriatric assessment into my daily oncology practice. And as a result of that, I'm able to pick up all of these additional vulnerabilities and really try to address these vulnerabilities. And in fact, we already have an additional study where we're using the geriatric assessment to pick up these vulnerabilities, and we have a dedicated multidisciplinary team that will intervene earlier on to see whether or not these early interventions can make it better for older adults as they go through the cancer treatment process.
1: What a wonderful service you provide at City of Hope, Dr. Lee. I just applaud all the great work you're doing. Now, what about when, because older people are on Medicare and they're afraid that treatments aren't going to be covered or, you know, clinical trials are not going to be. So what about insurance and the elderly, and how does that work with cancer treatment?
0: Yeah, so that's certainly a challenge uh, that we're uh, often uh, meeting, um, you know, Certain individuals come to us and uh, their insurance might not cover their care here at City of Hope, and we recognize that. And so what we're really trying to do with some of our research programs is to see whether or not we can take what we do here at City of Hope on a daily basis and really apply it to our community setting. Like I said, we have that study where we're doing early interventions with our, with our multidisciplinary team, but ultimately the goal of that study is so that we can learn and, you know, provide other venues where local oncologists or community oncologists can be able to do what we do on a daily basis. So even if they don't have a specific person, such as a dedicated research nurse that follows these patients or a social worker that follows these patients, we can provide them educational materials so that all community oncology clinics or all clinics across the nation could potentially do what we're trying to do here.
1: That's really amazing. And what do you want the caregivers and spouses to know if somebody over 70, 75, 80 gets cancer, for them to do and for them to ask you about questions and things you want them to know?
0: Um, I I think what they should know is that, you know, cancer is always going to be a challenging diagnosis and a challenging uh, time in their lives. Uh, but it, it can be managed in a, you know, a very smooth manner. It, while it's going to be stressful, we often take into account the uh, caregiver stress levels as well, and we're really here to try to help. We're, we know that it's going to be a journey, uh, in essence, and uh, that it's going to require multiple services. And they should, you know, they should be very clear in terms of. Writing down whatever questions that they might have and just ask us any question that they have. There, there is no uh, uh, bad questions to ask and there's no too simple questions to ask uh, because they're going through a challenging time and the more information that they're able to get from us because we're the experts in this field, uh, the more that they're going to be, that they're going to feel empowered as they go through the treatment process.
1: And just tell us about your team at City of Hope and what are some of the very exciting advancements that you're doing for the elderly population and geriatric oncology?
0: So so I think, you know, City of Hope is continuing to be rapidly growing. So when I joined uh, 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 most recently uh, this past year, um, I joined uh, Dr. Uh, Arthi Huria, uh, who is the uh, director of the uh, cancer and aging uh, uh, group here at uh, City of Hope. Um, And Dr. Huria is a world-renowned leader in uh, geriatric oncology. And what we're really trying to do is expand to different diseases uh, for geriatric oncology. So Dr. Huria currently specializes a lot in breast cancer. I have a focus in gastrointestinal uh, cancers. Uh, We are actively recruiting uh, physicians for Uh, uh, for genital urinary cancers as well as lung cancer. In essence, the major cancers that are affecting our older adults, uh, that's what we're trying to build. And we have a great multidisciplinary team, as I mentioned before, ranging from a dedicated research uh, nurse practitioner who follows all of our research patients, along with a uh, multitude of individuals ranging from social workers to physical therapists to a psychiatrist, to a pain management specialist, to a nutritionist, as well as a pharmacist, uh, which is obviously very important in our older adults who are often on numerous medications. So we really have every single discipline that is covered uh, to focus on the needs of our older adults as they go through this uh, uh, difficult time with their cancer diagnosis.
1: It is such great information and so beautifully spoken. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Lee. You're listening to City of Hope Radio, and for more information, you can go to cityofhope.org. That's cityofhope.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.